0: Hello and welcome to the first episode of Slightly Mental Podcast today. I have with me two absolute legends, Tommy and Andy from Mana Podcast. Hello, gentlemen. How are you today?
1: Woo! Yeah, <laughs>
2: Fantastic.
0: Rock and roll. Yeah, awesome.
1: yeah. Oh, sorry. Did you want us to elaborate on that a bit?
0: <laughs> yeah, if you could. Yeah. In the, in the spirit of mental health. Yeah. Let's have a proper answer. You know, let's not just say, yeah, I'm fine, yeah. mate. <laughs>
1: Okay, well, from my point of view, today has been a good day. Um, awesome. I've, I've been feeling quite chipper today. Um, um, it's not been a great month, if I'm honest, but today and yesterday, I felt a little bit more myself. So, so uh, that is the honest answer.
2: Fantastic. What about you, Tommy? Yeah, do you know what I'm? Um, <clears throat> I'm doing really well, actually. We've had, we've had a really easy week haven't we we've been recording sort of back-to-back podcasts we had the weekly zoom uh sorry not zoom the weekly man up sort of check-in session which we did on wednesday yesterday and then um yeah today i've i've been to the gym i've done some work been in the garden with the kids so it's been yeah, I'm in really good spirits as well, and I'm feeling massively honored that you've invited us to be your very first guests. Hey man, the
0: honor is mine. I'm I'm super super happy and super excited. You know, you were all straight from the bat when I decided actually to do it because I was sitting on this idea for years. Now, uh, you're my first, were my first, you were my first uh, guest. So, yeah. Um, my first question is about well, your your ManUp podcast. Why did you decide to call it ManUp podcast?
1: well I mean a lot of people don't realize that it's an ironic name you know we, we, we do get the odd person who doesn't understand yeah. that it's an ironic name because we would never tell someone to man up you know because that is literally the worst thing you can say to a, a man when he's suffering mentally so um, it's just it's just a sort of ironic slightly I mean the whole our whole sort of unique selling point is, we're quite um humorous about mental health now that doesn't Mm. mean we laugh at people who are going through a really bad time quite the opposite and we do get into really serious subject matter but we do try and have a good laugh around it because i we feel like it diminishes the power of um you know mental health suffering if you can if you can laugh at it a little bit so in the spirit of that the man up Name is a sort of semi-ironic, sort of slightly jokey name.
0: Yeah, so to, so to challenge the the old stereotype and that old narrative that men shouldn't shouldn't feel sorry for themselves or shouldn't have any problems, you shouldn't talk about your problems and feelings and emotions.
2: You should just man up and keep going. It's awful, isn't it? It's awful. You know, how many times have you heard someone said to you or had it said it to you, and or you know, and I've said to people when I was younger, man up. You know, man up and. It is, it's disgusting. And people that are manning up, you know, they're, without, you know, getting quite serious straight, you know, off the bat, you know, people are manning up so much that, you know, sending them to an early grave. You know? Yeah. So, yeah, it's, we we are definitely not about that whole man up thing. We are very yeah. open with what we talk about. And, you know, it, it it's a talking point as well, because I like can say people do get in touch with us and they're quite up in arms. Man up. Uh, are you serious? That's disgraceful. I'm, I'm but have you? No. Okay, just, you know, <laughs> it's, yeah, it is. Yeah, definitely. And
0: what Andy said is it's um, the conversation about mental health is also. You know the subject matter is very serious but the conversation sometimes is like somebody farted in the room i always say that because people understand it it's very awkward and and uh, uncomfortable isn't it so i love the fact that you want to introduce a little bit of sense of humor around the subject because that would make it easy to talk about it
1: especially yeah well, well depends if it's a silent and violent fart they're the worst you know they're the, they're the...
0: <laughs> i almost spat my coffee <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh, no, no but no it's it's very it's very true i mean i guess i guess i guess it's like you know um when you look at like religion when you look at something like christianity you know if i was i, I used to go to church when i was younger actually yeah. now i would rather go into a church where they're they're there like the gospel churches where they're singing dancing with a tambourine playing funky music you know full of joy than going into the church when they're like oh you will die if you don't follow us you know (laughs) it's that it's it i think it attracts more people if you're you know if you if if you're at least sort of lively and engaging you know not joking all the time but lively and engaging i think
0: yeah definitely i agree with you tommy any takes on that
2: no i'm i I fully agree because you know obviously we know as men it's not always easy for us to express ourselves and uh, you know i hate the word taboo and stuff like that but it is still quite a taboo subject we don't do it so freely so with us sort of the way we approach it you know it's it's like an accessible conversation to any and everybody and yeah yeah we do have a laugh we do enjoy ourselves because actually it's almost like therapy for and like occasionally we do podcasts just the two of us and it's just um well we're friends now so we you know we can be quite open and honest about stuff and when one of us having a, a crap time we'll talk about it and yeah. quite often we end up sort of like you know playing through it and like oh, actually now what what am I actually worrying about <laughs> do you know what I mean so when when it's an accessible conversation when it's easy a bit more light-hearted you know we're not like how are you feeling emotionally today? <laughs> How's, you know, we're not like that. It's, yeah, shit. This is why, this is what I think I need to do to try to fix it, you know, and it, and, and it just, it works for us. And I think it works for our listeners as well. Yeah.
0: I love the, the podcast that you record two of you only without any guest. No, the guest ones are good as well, but you bounce off each other so great. I, was listen, I listened just before we came on. I listened to your Christmas special when Andy was saying that you, be, you became a bit of a legend in Estonia. You're like, yeah, yeah, I'm a bit of a legend. And you sort of have a laugh and giggle. And I think that's what it's about. As you say, it makes the whole conversation more, more accessible. Um, so my question is, what was your personal experience with mental health?
1: Um, shall I start with that one, Tommy? Yeah, go for it. Yeah, so my personal experience uh, with mental health is um, chronic ang- anxiety and panic attacks, basically. Um, mm. So in my mid 20s, I uh, was quite ill with a bad cold or the flu, and being young, I just pushed on through and I exhausted myself. And whilst I was exhausted, I had the feeling that I was having a heart attack and I thought I was having a heart attack. I ended up going to hospital. Now I didn't know what a panic attack was at the time, you know, like 25 years ago, no one really discussed mental health or things like panic attacks. So I was like, I I thought I was gonna die. So I was taken off into a hospital. And as soon as I got there, they checked me out and then they just gave me a paper bag and said, breathing because that regulates your breathing and so my mind was blown and then all of a sudden from this sort of man this this man who was completely like immortal untouchable I'd suddenly became a fallible human being that was prone to something that was out of my control and so I developed anxiety I I couldn't sleep because of it and it got worse and worse to the point where you know I had to take Quite strong medication, but they gave me antidepressants, you know. And then I, throughout the the the, you know the following years and years and decades, I I I had sort of spells of being all right, but then being bad again and being back on medication. So about five years ago, for about four years ago, I decided to try and understand exactly what was going on and try and approach it in a holistic way. So. Mm uh as well as doing all the things that everyone talks about online you know the the meditations the exercise the diet and things cold like showers. that showers <laughs> well I, well i haven't quite got to the cold showers yet <laughs> <laughs> uh that, that's next that's coming up next yeah um because i read in a book actually uh, that the the um as well as yeah because of the wim hof thing that it actually restores your cells it's actually yeah. it's actually anti-aging it actually yeah. Yeah. Um, I know you're quite big into that, aren't you, Sam?
0: The old um... Yeah. An interesting thing is since I started taking cold showers, which was probably two years ago, I haven't been sick once, not even a little bit. And before that, that's exactly the main reason why I got into it, because I would catch a cold every like two or three months. I'm like, I'm not really that old yet. It shouldn't be happening. Let's try something. And with the hand on my heart, I haven't had a cold or a flu since I started. So it's working.
1: How how cold? so we're, we're changing the um. We, I'm I'm now the questioner. But how how cold <laughs> how cold are these showers? I mean, like literally. And how long do you go in for?
0: Well, it depends. Usually, I'll have like two to five minutes. But the longest one I've done was I think eleven minutes. Um, and I go to the to the bottom of the oh. of my tap, you know. So what I usually oh. do, I start just have a normal shower, wash myself, and then, and then I sw- reach into a cold water. And you know, just embrace it. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, Tommy, what's uh, what's your experience with mental health, my good sir? Nice.
2: Yeah, so um, I think I was quite happy go lucky uh, in my sort of youth. And I think I was an expert at ignoring things. Mm. And as I got older, I started to party a bit more, drinking, using recreational drugs, and just basically anything to sort of stop me from thinking or overthinking things. Hmm. Um, I found out I was going to become a dad. And like many men, obviously the partying stops and you know the drinking, the drugs stopped. And all of a sudden I had a lot of emotions and feelings that I'd been suppressing that I hadn't dealt with. And um, it really sort of came on top. Then I was starting to sort of panic, work harder, try to earn more money. I was going to be a dad. I needed to, had all these questions, you know, like, have I, have I, can I buy a house? You know, am I going to be good enough? Can I be responsible for this sort of new life that, you know, is it's imminent arrival. And um, it just all got on top of me. And, like a lot of men, I didn't really have the knowledge or the wisdom to talk about things. So I just, you know, bottled it up, bottled it up, bottled it up. And it just sort of really, everything got on top of me. And I guess over a period of sort of three, four, three or four years, it just steadily got worse. It got heavier and heavier um, to the point where. I was going to work and I wasn't functioning properly at work because I was going home. My wife, I think just thought that I didn't care because I wasn't talking, but I wasn't myself. I wasn't the man that she met anyway. And um, it just got to a point where things got so heavy and I started, you know, my thought process got so dark that I started thinking that it's probably be better for everybody if I wasn't here, you know, hmm. you know, started having the thoughts of would it my, Would it be better for my wife if I was dead, you know, would it be better if my kids had another man as their father? And I, you know, and it just got to a point where I ended up just having a complete sort of like meltdown in front of my wife. She was on my case because I think she just felt like I was distant. I think she wanted to know if I still cared or loved her. So she was really, you know, almost goading me like, you know, what's wrong? You know, you, you you're not a man, you're not this, what's, you know, because she just thought, I, I I, didn't, how can I, I can't articulate it. Obviously she just, with my lack of ability to communicate how I was feeling, she just took that of me just being distant. You know, maybe I loved somebody else. Maybe I didn't love her. So she was angry. She was hurt. She was upset. And it got to a point where I just blurted it all out. I just told her that I just felt worthless and I didn't want to be here. And, you know, maybe it would be better if I wasn't around for her and the kids. And, It was that sort of outpouring of truth, and actually, the first time being vulnerable in front of my wife, that she kind of understood it. And rather than her looking at me and thinking that I wasn't a man, because that was my biggest fear, you know, because men have got to be strong, they've got to protect their women, they've got to make money. And um, yeah, and that vulnerability kind of just changed everything. Um, Started to communicate, we started to work together. And we became a team again and that's how you know i got into recovery and sort of much like handy i went more holistic with my approaches meditation yoga outdoors you know nature read proof my mindset and uh yeah and the rest as i say is history
0: awesome uh, well, i want to i want to comment on what you said about considering that maybe i'm not good enough maybe you everybody else will be better off yours wouldn't if, if I wasn't here I think that's a big that's a big thing that a lot of people can't understand about people who take their own life or consider suicide because a lot of people say that suicide is selfish but actually you don't understand the other side that somebody is not doing that oh, I hate my parents I'm gonna you know I'm gonna show them and I'm gonna kill myself it's about Feeling that every you're just a burden to everybody, and if you were not here, everybody will be better off. So I think yeah. that's, that's the first key point when uh, it comes to suicide. We?
2: Yeah, absolutely so spot on, spot on. Yeah, and you know, I I think I can't remember what it was, but you know, this statistic said that most you know people when they find suicide notes and stuff, that's the overwhelming thing that they feel they're a burden. They feel like uh, better and it's not a selfish thing, and yeah, people do have a hard time sort of understanding that, but you know, it, it, it is what it is. And man, I mean, to this day, we're still talking about suicides, and people are still getting to the point where they are not talking or they feel that that's their only option. And yeah. it's is why, you know, stuff like you doing your podcasts and us doing what we do in the weekly chats is so important because. There are other options and they don't have to involve your life ending. Yeah, yeah, absolutely.
1: And that's why and that's why we do a specifically men only one, not because we're sexist pigs, you know, it's because... <laughs> no, bit, I
0: never said that. <laughs>
1: it's, it's, be, it's because three quarters of all suicides um, are, are male, yes. you know. So the, the, there, ha, there's something gone wrong there, you know. So, um, and it's we are trying to get men talking.
0: Uh, yeah, absolutely, and and it's surprising because very often you would think that 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 wimpy kid, that skinny guy, will be the one potentially thinking about taking his life, blah, blah, blah. but. The, the majority of men that I've met, that have this kind of problems with anxiety, depression, and a lot, are surprisingly somebody that you would think he's a, like a proper man, strong guy. And you think, how is that possible? And this all comes down to what we mentioned before. It's about talking your emo- about your emotions, talking about what you're struggling with, being open and vulnerable. And it obviously leads to, you know, just man up and don't be a prick, just be a real man. Yeah. That's a fucking bollocks, Andy. If you, you was there, any one thing that had the um, the biggest effect on your sort of road to recovery and, and making your anxiety better?
1: There were a few sort of light bulb moments. Um, one of them was reading a book which I keep going on and on about called Lost Connections by Johan Harry. Um, that gave me the that that notion that um it's how you live your life and how you set up your life um in key areas that has a you know a, like an a, such an, a profound effect on your 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 mind you don't realize so for instance if you go to work to a place that you hate mm-hmm. and you're doing that day in day out you know you don't like you might, on the surface level, you might not even hate it that much. You might be, getting, you know, it's it's all right. It's an office job, or you know, whatever. But that's slowly eating you on the inside, you yeah. know. And and the 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 sort of cumulative cumulative effect that that can have on you is uh, is what a lot of people don't really sort of think about until it's until it's too late. Uh, and it looks at loads of other areas how you could look your life, like things like. Um, Setting up a tree, we're you know we come from uh, you know right back to cavemen times, yeah, here Where we're in we're in tribes and hunting hunter gatherers, and it's only in the re- recent like last thousand years or whatever, or even less than that, that we've sort of come away to these sort of isolated um, groups, or you know, or where we're where we're on our own and. and so it's really important even if you're not in a family or married or something but to set up a sort of tribe around you you know so that was one that was one big thing for me uh, another big thing for me was meditation you know because uh, i know it's a cliche thing to say but um as soon as i started doing that that made a huge difference so i went to a meditation um weekend um and as soon as I started doing that, within a few weeks, I, I came off my medication the, the first time. I'm not the best meditator, I have to say. I'm a, I'm sort of easily distracted. Uh, so I've gone through lots of different phases. You know, I do transcendental meditation now, but um, I'm sort of, you know, I, I go from one thing to another. But that was a that was a massive thing to me. And diet. Um, just looking at how the gut affects the brain that was a really big thing for me so i cut out sugar from my diet um as much as i can uh, and that really did make a big difference so so i think those three things were the real one and getting getting therapy as well i mean i had therapy for, for a year you know the, the, you can't discount so there wasn't one amazing thing but those yeah. I, I guess those four things were the things that really helped
0: what about you, Tommy? What were the things that helped you the most on your your way to recovery?
2: Cool. Um, I think, well, the turning point was, like I said, when I had that outpouring of emotion and actually allowed myself, you know, to be vulnerable in front of my wife and tell her the truth and be open. And once that happened, it was like, two for all that time and trying to deal with by myself. You Know it was like I, I I like it, it's like a pressure cooker valve, you know, like the pressure cooker valve, yeah. and as soon as it happened, like, oh, it was just all oh, wow. Actually, that's amazing. And then once, you know, I spoke about it, we kind of started exploring things together, you know, um, looking at different uh practices, people, you know, Tony Robbins and stuff like that, you know, mindset and things, which was really, really good. Um and then i think probably the biggest thing that i did that really helped was um i found the miracle morning uh, and i think most people may have heard of it by now but it's the practice of waking up an hour earlier than you normally would and you sort of take part in some things that really just help you to to grow it's like personal development so uh, like andy mentioned meditation uh there's exercise in there so I wasn't exercising, but, you know, I started doing yoga in the mornings, which was amazing reading and, uh, you know, just being mindful of what I was taking in. Like I stopped watching news and stuff like that and, you know, reading newspapers, but like reading books on being happy, you know, books on, you know, how to thrive and, and then, you know, visualization, what, you know, what did I want to achieve? Where did I want to go? Who did I want to be? Hmm. Because I, I just felt for when I was, you know, In my depression and i was really suffering i was just sort of like being dragged along by the currents so when i started you know setting roots and thinking about what do i want to do who am i what do i want to achieve not what am i just going to accept you know it was it was a real game changer so it's like i through that being open and allowing myself to be vulnerable i kind of took control that makes sense Awesome. So, from what you're saying, um,
0: I can I can relate to that. A lot of it is uh, self discovery and personal development. And the problem problem I see with uh, people that I spoke uh, to about anxiety and depression is we we live in in times where we either believe that there's one magical pill or one solution to your problem that you have to find. There's one thing that you do and it solves all your problem. But the reality is that if you want to have a better life. Uh, actually you have to first make some changes and usually that changes in different areas of your life because they fit together. Um, and definitely that was the case in my life when I was going through anxiety and almost check out of this world, you know, smash my face on the proverbial rock bottom. Um, yeah. So I want to ask you about your weekly meetings that you do with the, with the men, um, what do you think is the main reason that the guy, uh, the guys
2: connect with you? What,
0: what are they looking for?
2: Well, I personally, I think, I mean, we started it during lockdown because um, the first lockdown way back in, was it March last year? Yeah. So, okay, yeah. yeah. So everything kind of shut down and we were getting a lot of messages through our social media channel of, you know, fellas that were really struggling and, you know, and we just sort of, we said, look, let's, let's do a weekly chat. You know, we didn't know who was going to turn up, if anybody. We said, you know, we'll get together, just, you know, it would create a space where guys can come and talk and just, you know, feel safe. Yeah. And, um, and I, I just think that exactly that it's a safe space. It's a safe space for guys to get together. There's no judgment. There's no. I mean, we don't lead it. It's not like we're interviewing anybody. Sometimes we have like five or six blokes on there and everyone's feeling great. And we just have a chat and a laugh. Other times there's, you know, there might be somebody who's really suffering or going through crisis and we'll just hold space for that person. But ultimately it's just a nice safe space where people can come and just, talk they can if they want to just listen and you know take things from the meeting they can and it's just been well it's actually it's almost like therapy for us as well I think it's quite selfish we both get quite a lot from it don't we Andy
1: yeah 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 we do um yeah I I, I really look forward to it every week you know sometimes like I don't feel like I'm up to it you know like like, like of recent weeks I've not had a great sort of uh winter if I'm honest and, and um um sometimes i don't feel up to it but always i'm so glad afterwards i'm so glad that i've done it you know um sometimes i don't really say much i, I just sort of you know some other people speak sometimes i've got quite a lot to say and it, it's the same thing with everyone we've got our sort of regulars so it's almost like going into like a virtual pub with men that have got no bravado you know mm. it's 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 like it's like the best, best pub in the world. Well, I don't know about that. <laughs> I mean, there's no... There's,
0: there's no, well, there's no yeah, app. come on, come on. Let's big it up. Let's big it up. Yeah, it's yeah. the best well, pub
1: there's no, the there's no, there's no alcohol. <laughs> there's no chance of any violence or anything like that, you know. Yeah. Um, and um, no, no, you just... Ev- everyone just sort of comes in. We don't know who's going to join. You know, like last night's one, someone totally new joined who had... Re- he was very, really interesting. He had loads to say. Um one week uh it could be like loads of people all of a sudden one week this man from america joined in and you know he turned out to be so interesting we we had him on a podcast um it's uh it's 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 really good i'm i'm, I'm really i'm really glad we do it i mean we don't push it too much we don't really sometimes we'll we'll advertise it a, a bit on our um on, on our instagram page but we're not we're not trying to make it something where there's like sort of hundred blokes on there or something. Cause I don't think that would work too much at the moment. It's quite the right level. Everyone has something to say and, and, you know, the most we've ever had on there is about 13, 14 people. And then any more than that, I think it gets a bit like, you know, someone starts talking and then, you know, so I think yeah. at the level we've got, it is great, but yeah. Anyone listening to your, um, podcast or, or watching this um, they're more than welcome to come and join for sure
0: yeah definitely when we release this i definitely want to put a, uh, a link to that where, where they can find you and i can attest to that because i joined you a few times and it it's exactly what you say there's no there's no sort of set agenda and whatever comes up for anybody and it's like um you know like when you go to the gym you can feel the testosterone in the air right it's like <laughs> But in there, just, there's just none of that. The guys are really there to support each other and have a conversation about whatever comes up, you know? And, and as you say, sometimes somebody has a problem and let's focus on that. And sometimes we just have a few jokes and, and spend some time together, which okay. is brilliant. So how are you dealing with the pandemic? It's been almost a year and uh, it's challenging, I think for everybody, but we all have different ways of dealing with it. How are you, how are you guys dealing with it?
2: Let's start with Tommy because he raises his okay, hand. So, um, I hate to say this, but I'm <laughs> in the countryside. So uh, it, I'm I'm kind of quite, oh, I'm away from it completely. So whenever I sort of tune in and talk to Andy or like the guys on the Zoom calls, and they're like, yeah, we're locked down with this, with that, I'm like, oh man, like, I've, I've just been shopping in town <laughs> and went motor crossing with the kids <laughs> and there was a gathering at the end of the road. It's yeah. So I feel I'm, I'm very blessed at the minute. I don't, you know, I'm not dealing with that. Um, you know, what you guys are going through, but I'm definitely, definitely feeling for, you know, friends and family back in the UK when I'm hearing what's going on. So I thought I'd get out of the way quickly. So then, you know, you're not going to wait and be disappointed (laughs) and let you know how hard it really, Me, (laughs) on
1: the other hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh, my God. It's Yeah. I mean, I mean, I, I had a bit of a podcast recently, which is going to come out very soon. And um, I listened back to it, actually. And I thought, yeah, I do sound like a little bit of a moaner. But then I thought, well, you know, if you can't sort of express how you feel on a men's mental health podcast, you know, then when when can you uh, do it? So. So, yeah. January's been really tough for me. I, I, li- I live on my own. I can't see my parents at the moment um, who I'm in the bubble with because my mum is really scared of the high levels of, of the virus. So um, I work on my own as well. I'm a freelancer. So I've got like three levels of, of, of sort of um, isolation going on. Um, the more I spend on my own, with anxiety and you you know you will both know this fellas uh the more time you spend on oh, the, uh, the more you self-talk uh and the more you become a little bit you you sort of you, you sort of g yourself up a bit and get into anxious cycles so i felt the anxiety coming back again and i've had ibs as well um because i suffer from that a little bit so it's been really tough but the good thing is um because of all the work i've been doing and things like our podcast and all the research i've been doing i bounce back a lot quicker you know i'm years ago if i had a spell where i had like anxiety and you know bad headaches and ibs i would sort of probably have a bit of a meltdown but now i I bounce back a hell of a lot quicker like sometimes the next day i just think oh i had a couple of days you know so um it had it has been shit. And also, you know, we are coming into the warmer months. The days are getting longer. More of the population is getting vaccinated. The The levels are going right down. We're starting to talk about opening up schools again. We're starting to talk about um, possibly opening up gyms and things like that, you know. So I think things are only going to get better. So, you know, and I'm very grateful for what I do have. I'm very grateful for my house and like that. So. Yeah, personally, it's not been the best one, especially the last lockdown, but um, I remain positive.
0: Awesome. I think I think that's the first most important thing, and it it feels almost like being in the in in uh, in a movie, isn't it? It's, it's almost like so surreal, such a surreal situation. If somebody would tell me three years ago that this will happen, i would never believe them. I'll tell them to go home and sober up. Um,
1: <laughs> Is that movie Groundhog Day by any chance? Or? Yeah, it's it's part of that,
0: and then um, uh, Truman
1: Show maybe. Yeah, song?
0: Truman Show. Yeah, <laughs>
2: a, a bit of Alcatraz if you're in UK. Do you know what? I just want to touch something, Andy. When you said you bounce back a lot quicker, um, I really like that because we we've, we've discussed quite a lot. Um, as the podcast has sort of grown and we've grown, um, we talk about our toolbox. Yeah, and you know the different you know things we've got in our toolbox that could help us, you know, to get back on the level if we have a wobble and stuff like that. And it's it's really nice to hear you say that. And um. I think it's really encouraging as well that when you do the work, you know, read the books, do the studying, like, be inquisitive about what's going on mentally, because you will find tools and things that help you to recover quicker, whether it be exercise, whether it be, I don't know, meditation, yoga, whatever it is, cold showers, there's things that will help you, can like, you know, really give you that boost that you need to sort of get back onto the, you know, the level
1: yeah 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 it's true Definitely. in fact or well you're listing something there or how about this how about my vibrating pedal pe- pebble have you seen <laughs> it. <laughs> oh, <sorry.
0: laughs> here we go no, very, bit, vibrating guys. pebble i'm very curious
1: so i've got this thing it's called sensate yeah and what it is it it, you, it goes with an app and you put it on your you put it on your chest and, and, uh, and you listen to these sort of sounds and it, and it vibrates with the sound on your vega, on your vagus nerve. Okay. Uh, yeah, so check that out. It's expensive. I think a, a little bit overpriced in my opinion, but uh, that's what I'm doing at the moment. Anything, anything that helps. You yeah, know? absolutely. Get yourself a vibrating pe- pebble.
2: <laughs> <laughs> wow.
0: You heard should...
1: it <laughs>
2: here first, Flay. You heard it here
0: first. We should have a sponsored link in here. I was gonna say how much money are you gave for that plug, Andy. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Okay, next question is you have recently been uh, you've reached the next level of being legends. You've been on a newspaper, a national newspaper. I wanted to ask you how was the experience and uh, <laughs> and has it had any effect on your podcast or everything that you
2: do in the mental health space? Um well, do you know what it yeah it actually if i'm being honest it has because um as soon as the article came out we we've received emails from you know what was it publicists i guess um agents and things wanting us to feature some of their clients and things so you know we've had a few uh invitations and we're lining up some guests now I, without i don't know all of our guests are important but i guess from a point of view of people that are a bit more prominent in you know the media or how how would i describe it celebrities almost yeah i guess so we've had like you know people reaching out with you know we have them on and stuff like that um obviously we're still really humble we're still really down to earth <laughs> We're kind of big deals now, so you're lucky that you got us on the podcast. Yeah, man, I had to call your assistant. You don't
0: know how many times and beg her to book me an appointment with you two guys.
1: We, I mean, basically before before we were little fish in a big sea. I think now we're we're sort of uh we're, we're sort of juvenile fish in a big sea. We're not quite on the um you know the be on the Z list celebrity. You definitely won't see it's us. A in an episode of uh, um TOWIE or something like that but you know you never know one day
0: (laughs) you'll get there Uh, but I agree there's a lot of humor in it but I agree with you Tommy that you're sort of very down to earth guys Mm -hmm. and I very fondly look at the um at my memories of going to London and recording a, a podcast with you when you were still in the studio it was really great experience especially that you had that proper studio and you walk in like
2: this guy's mean business yeah <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> that was really cool you know it was really good yeah, yeah. and look yeah. at us now now we're on your podcast mate look at that yeah
0: yeah I'm not I'm not quite as important as you but hopefully one day
2: <laughs> you're not quite as important as you're right I mean I get back <laughs> podcast, we are big deals I told you we're kind of big deals
1: <laughs> yeah I mean to be honest you I mean we, your first guess, it's only yeah. going to go downhill from here, really. I mean, <laughs> Thank you. have you. basically started at the top, you? you know. So. I
0: I can tell it to twenty five people that I have lined up to interview. I'm going to say, oh, don't don't have too big aspirations because <laughs> we have already peaked at uh, episode one. So
1: peaked too early, mate. You've peaked yeah. far too early. I Maybe mean,
0: <laughs> my my strategy was not good enough. Damn it! I need to rethink it. <laughs> Guys. gentlemen what's next for mana podcast and what what's next for you are you having um, do you have any plans um, to do anything uh, different in in the space of men's mental health
1: well yeah i mean we i mean before this blasted pandemic we had lots of sort of plans when, when we had plans to do a retreat to have, like to um to do some talks we actually were mm-hmm. lined up we were lined up to do some some live things yeah. but that went out the window um so when we're allowed to sort of physically meet again um i think that will that is that sort of thing still in the cards on the cards um we'd like to do some sort of book one day that which will be good um want to do definitely want to keep doing these podcasts and getting sort of more and more guests and build, building up our, our our base um for that so yeah uh what else, what else tommy
2: I think you just sort of hit the nail right on the head that you said it all. So, yeah, I mean, the book would be a really nice idea. That's definitely something we want to start working on. And, yeah, once COVID kind of releases us from the prison, well, you guys, I'm free as a bird. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it would be really nice to sort of go out and do the talks and stuff. I've already sort of started doing a few of them out here in Estonia, but obviously there's only one half of the man-up team, so... yeah. Yeah, we are. Yeah, we we're waiting patiently to be released from the clutches of COVID, so we can go out and really sort of spread the word.
0: Definitely, would be a great idea to get all these guys that join your your uh, podcast and your weekly meetings, get them together and go for a tree. That'd be really awesome. Yeah.
1: Yeah.
0: Unfortunately, yep.
1: Yeah, me- and yeah. yeah, get get some get some speaker get some speakers along. You know, keep the cost right down. You know, have cook some nice food. Ban any alcohol, you know, and just have you know do some yoga and things like that, and just sort of like I don't know. And in the evenings, watch some documentaries or things like that. You know, I think like just for a couple of couple of nights, it'll be a really nice nice thing to do. I think. Have
0: some psilocybin or DMT. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Mid 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 Buddha and Jesus.
1: (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. let not invite him, Tommy. let not What are you talking about? He <it> sounds awesome.
2: <laughs> um, we actually spoke about doing it here in Estonia, didn't we? Because uh, where I've moved, like I said, I'm, I'm smack bang in the middle of nowhere. I think there's like 80 people maximum that live in the village that I live in. And um, there's like a lake uh, in front of my house. So, you know, in the summer, it's beautiful. We go and swim in there every day. Um, talking about ice, showers and Wim Hof. Uh, I cut a big hole out of the ice with a friend of mine here and we did like the ice diving and stuff like that. So, you know, we might even just set some tents up in the back garden and stuff like that. And just keep it, like I said, keep it really simple and but just a space where we can just relax, you know, and just do good stuff again without any of the bravado or any of the nonsense that goes with the rat race and trying to get ahead of everyone.
1: I'm not doing no tent, right? What I want you to do, <laughs> what I want you to do is to build some chalets, you know, proper chalets with all the mod cons, you know, for everyone in there, <laughs> air conditioning, then I'll figure out it.
0: <laughs> Andy, Andy wants Premier in and Lenny Henry welcoming him.
2: Well, you know, he's a big deal now. This is what happened. He's changed since we've been in the newspaper. He's changed, is not he? It's true what they
0: say. Fame changes people. He's changed. (laughs) Definitely. May I did so many times it was really hard to get the two of you at the same time. I'm joking. Anyway, uh, it sounds like a great idea. It's almost like going back to the roots a little bit, like stripping stripping away all the daily bullshit. And that's why I love hiking because you you get away from all the from all the sort of complications of your life. You just go, it's you against the mountain or wherever you want to hike. And you connect with yourself and nature back again. I would. Uh, that's a great idea.
1: Yeah, I really want to go to Estonia. I've, you yeah. know, all those things that Tommy's shown me online. You know, um, I really, I really want to do it. You know, I'll, I'll have my vaccine passport. <laughs> 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 oh,
2: you're all invited. You're all invited. Awesome. Actually, speaking of hiking, I went hiking on the first of January out here. And you know, like black people, we don't hike. That's not our thing. You know, that's we we don't do that. But it was actually not terrible. I quite enjoyed it. It
1: was not
2: bad. No. I love how he said it was actually not terrible.
1: <laughs> black people don't hike. I've not heard uh, that have before.
2: Have you ever seen a black man hiking?
1: <laughs> <laughs> Just putting it out
2: there.
1: I don't think I have actually.
2: Exactly. I was with people looking at me like this.
1: <laughs> yeah. <do it> here. <laughs> that's so weird i have
0: never even yeah especially in estonia you might be like you must be like um sort of
2: yeah a celebrity i'm a complete celebrity in my little village of 80 people awesome yeah i love it i love being the only black guy out here it's (laughs) great i mean in the towns and cities there's a few more of my brothers but you know yeah where i am here it's just me (laughs) me
1: He's the Black Russian. That's what you're known as,
2: isn't it? Black, <laughs> black Russian. That's that's what I've dubbed myself, the
1: Black
0: Russian. The Black Russian. Cool man. You need a you need you need a cool uh, nickname. <laughs> awesome. You having um? I see your posts on on Facebook mainly, and and I'm really jealous of the winter that you have in there, and and the you sledding and and motocrossing and all that stuff. Uh, miss I miss Eastern European
2: winter. Yeah. Say. Yeah, well, of course, yeah, you know all about it, right, um, but yeah, I, apparently this, I've not had a winter like this for quite a few years, so I've been completely blessed with a proper, you know, Baltic winter, and it's beautiful, it's beautiful, and I'm surviving, which I didn't think I'd be able to do, <laughs> um, but you know, I um, I was talking to someone the other day, um, I'm being interviewed, because somebody's writing a book, and she's interviewing people, and she was talking to me, and it took me back to when I was working and the the sort of the difference in my life now compared to back in London and, you know, the rat race, I was working shift work in hospitality and I was doing, I mean, and you remember, I was doing ridiculous hours, which remember. And um, I remember I had a panic attack at work and this was after we'd started the podcast and, <clears throat> you know, I was quite, I felt like I was in a really good place. You know, I was doing the work. We were talking near weekly and, you know, I, I, I knew what was right, but even then the situation I was in, the pressure that I was under, I had this panic attack and and I know, and I said to her, I had this feeling of feeling really ashamed that I'd crumbled. And um, I, I went outside and this guy came out and I, And sat next to me to see if I was like, Hey, and I, and I was saying to him, I was like, Oh, I'm really embarrassed. I'm really embarrassed. And I thought to myself, you know, going back to everything that we talk about, about the whole manning up thing and everything that we know to be false and what we know to be true. And yet still, even in that moment, after all the work I did, I had that moment of shame and I was like, Oh, you know, I'm apologizing for being human. And then, you know, I sort of ha- I clicked. I was like, why am I apologizing? You know, I, I would talk about this week in, week out, and we know that this is just part, part of life. And, and, yeah, but it was bizarre. And I've gone off on a tangent here, but it just reminded me of, you know, how important it is to just, I guess, the daily reminders to mm-hmm. keep doing the work. And, you know, even if you do have a wobble, dust yourself off, you know, get back up. Don't apologize for being human because, you know, don't apologize for having a wobble. Don't apologize. Don't be embarrassed and don't feel the shame. And all of those things, I felt it all in that moment and had sort of have worded myself like, go, mate, you know better than this. Mm. (laughs) Nothing to be ashamed of.
0: Absolutely. It's part of being a human, isn't it? Especially now we live in quite complex uh, society and very complex lives we live. Do you guys ever get any any sort of um, let's say unsavoury comments on your on your podcast or on on, on the content that you release?
1: Um, we don't no? get any trolls. No, we've we've not had any sort of uh, sort of trolling or any, or anything like that. Uh, which I guess I, I guess you know if we were if we were like a politician or something like that, you'd expect it. But Man, I, think, I
0: would write a few myself
1: Yeah, yeah, but I think you've got to be <laughs> You've got to be a pretty Mean-spirited person, yeah. and I know There are some really mean-spirited person, People out there, but you've Got to be really mean-spirited To troll a, a couple of blokes who In their own, in their spare Time, are trying to make You know, help people out a little bit You know, which, mm. which is what we're Trying to do, isn't it, really, you yeah. know using our own experience so so we don't tend to that's not to say we might do in the future i mean you know we can both be a little bit outspoken sometimes you know i I can be a bit political sometimes you know tommy's uh you know he he, he, some of the stuff he says is a bit brash and you know i don't know i mean you know it's it's it's, but we are what we are you know take us or, or, or leave us i guess
2: I tell you one one thing we did get trolled on and going back to being in the paper, um, when when the paper sort of you know printed the thing and there was a picture of Andy and I and we were doing our man up thing. You you oh, sorry, you'll remember when you're a guest, we do we get our guests to do the yeah, 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 crazy yeah. face. And we had a picture like that and um in the comments one of them were I've not heard the podcast, but we're judging by the picture, it looks like a children's TV show. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Did you, where was that i didn't see that Was, was it in, <laughs> on, the, on the website was it on the
2: telegraph website yeah oh, well oh. not read the podcast but if the pitch anything could go by it was like a children's tv program well We're far, I mean, far I mean, from i would, I would say
1: <laughs> I mean, i'm not one to you know but the telegraph you know i mean i don't want to bite the hand that feeds us hey steady on careful <laughs> I don't want to bite the hand that feeds us but I, some of the telegraph 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 readers probably have a few chips on their shoulders. Let's just leave it at that. Yeah. Oh wow, look at that.
2: Controversy. <laughs> Controversy. Boop, boop,
0: boop. But what what I think is usually people that leave nasty comments is because not because there's something wrong about you, but because they're trying to communicate their wounds like somebody has, as you say, chip on their shoulders. Where can I let people know that I don't like this and that? And it's so easy these days because all you need is a computer or phone and you're sitting behind a screen and nobody, you don't take any responsibility for what you say. You can just call anybody, whatever you want, even yeah. though somebody's trying to do some good work.
1: Yeah, I mean, they're trying, they're trying to change it now. I mean, I'm, I'm sort of in, in two minds, but they're trying to, you know, everyone, every time you sign on to a social media account or, or whatever, you have to verify who you are. Mm -hmm. at the moment you don't have to verify who you are you can just set up an email address and 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 that's it basically but now you have to properly say so i don't know i mean the jury's out policing the 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 great thing and the worst thing about the internet is it's a free-for-all so uh, i think we've gone a little bit too far over to the sort of the dark side really and does need some sort of raining raining back you know when you see all those terrible comments about you know, football, Marcus Rush, Rashford and Ian Wright and people like that. And then you think to yourself, do you know what? You know, they they can't really get away with it. And it's nine times out of ten, it's just some spotty kid or something. <laughs> but you know, it might, be, it might be. Uh, but you're right. It's normally someone. It's not really about the person that they're trolling. It's more about how much that person hates their own life.
0: Yeah, you know? so it's a projection. Usually, yes, exactly. Gentlemen, I think I think we're going to wrap up. Um, I really appreciate your time. I had fun talking to you, as always. You're two legends. uh, And I hope the Mana podcast will keep growing. And I hope you will continue becoming bigger and bigger legends. So one day I can tell my grandkids, look at these two guys. I used to know them. Now they're rich and famous.
1: (laughs) I, look, I hope your podcast uh, goes from strength to strength, but obviously not quite as big as our one. You know, like you can go big, you can go big, but don't ever go above our one. That's stay all. Stay
0: in, are. stay in line, little boy. Is that the you're trying to say?
2: <laughs> you know, you always say it doesn't matter who kicks the ball in the back of the net as long as we're winning. That's exactly. We're I and
0: thought, we- I thought, I thought Andy is going to say, "Be careful," because I know a guy in Estonia
1: yes he's gonna get here the hiker they call him the hiker (laughs) the hiker (laughs) Uh,
0: awesome gentlemen thank you so much for your time and hopefully see you soon on on one of your meetings thank you so much for being here with me today
2: thank you so much for having us man and good luck with your podcast man really proud of you mate really proud of you awesome
0: thank you very much take care Bye Bye. bye